Hi guys and welcome to this. St- ah. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that as the intro. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep this in. I'll keep it rolling, and then I'll just use that as like a blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, okay. Hi guys and welcome to the twelfth episode of the Throwdown. It's been another hectic week in the NBA. Um, we've not got David F here again this week. Uh, actually, in fact, I, I should probably announce that I've kicked him off the podcast completely. <laughs> no, no more swear words. No more swear words. Uh, no, I'm kidding. We're, we're looking forward to having him back and uh, get back to the usual four. And um, in the future weeks, maybe even a five, depending on which guests we get in. Um, but let's start off with the Lakers beat the Pelicans, because that's probably the big story of the week. It was Zion beat LeBron. And a lot of people maybe weren't expecting it to be that close of a game until the last quarter. Obviously, the Lakers came out with the W, but the Pelicans pretty much took them all the way, almost. Yeah, it was a good close game, to be fair. I think if AD plays, then the Lakers would have won that fairly comfortably. Not saying it would have been, you know, a blowout victory, but I think they'd have probably made it a bit more easy for themselves. But it was it was just a, a good game, really. They went back and forth LeBron it was a fun Zion game especially. to watch it had like a yeah, yeah. it almost had like an all-star game feel to it where it was just people just like playing for the crowd yeah, yeah. I, I think it was people kind of building this game up as everyone's hoping that this becomes the first round matchup in the in the playoffs and I think kind of two teams were both playing on that as well a bit of kind of LeBron came out to show off Zion came out to show off and that's what they want to see in the playoffs really is them yeah. two just going at each other so like a little yeah. preview for yeah, a few, yeah, a few months' peak. time. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get that. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. If, um, that. of course, the Pelicans make it into playoffs, which we will discuss in a minute. But um, let's first of all talk about their individual performances. Obviously, Zion le- led the um, game in scoring, however, got zero assists and led the game in turnovers as well, I believe. Yeah, he had six, was it? Yeah, six, I think. Which is a crazy number amount of turnovers in one game. I mean, we do that on NBA 2K. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Every game, (laughs) averages six six turnovers. But we're we're point guards. We're we're used to that. I swear. Are you point guard in NBA? Yeah, I'm a point. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every every shooter point guard. I don't understand (laughs) how you cannot be a point guard. I don't understand how you cannot be a point guard. I'm I'm lucky enough to actually like, kind of make a build out of myself on it so I'm 6 foot 2 so I actually can actually make a 6 foot 2 point guard point guard yeah I make myself 6 3 every time Yeah, that's like the good height for a point guard I'm lucky in that aspect as well. I can always make my, my guy 6'4", just like I'm in real life. 6'4". So. I knew where you were I going. Dunk. I knew where you were going with that before you even said it. I was just... just I was just looking at, at you, point. I was like, what? <laughs> I think me and uh, David F have that one on uh, lock, though, un- unfortunately for you guys. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dreaming is the <laughs> only option. <laughs> Small forwards, yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Zion led the game in turnovers, which is quite careless of him, but he's done that a few times now. Um, I think that's probably a bit down to over-eagerness to impress the crowd. I, I look at some of his turnovers and think, yeah, they could be avoided, but at the same time, you can see what he's trying to do in that. He's, he's going for the risky moves. He's going for the out-of-this-world like moves, the moves that like kind of give him the name that he is a freak of nature, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's just there to hype up the crowd and it comes at a cost sometimes mm. I think people need to remember as well that he is a rookie so he is going to still make these mistakes yeah. quite often Yeah, 
these numbers will go down. You know, he'll still have games every now and then in a few years' time where he's given up six turnovers, but maybe not as regularly as he is right now. It's just down to the fact that he'll make plays that aren't, you know, not not great plays, give the ball away. You learn from him. He'll... It, I mean, it's not you're a massive worry at this stage. You're right, I guess, but at the same time, if you look at players like Russell Westbrook, like there was a season where he he had the he had the triple double season, yeah. but it also led the um, turnover as well. Yeah. So yeah. that's crazy. Like, I mean, as much as yeah, you can say he's a rookie, like he can improve. Sometimes, like, it's just you you go for that extra play, you go for that extra move, you go for that extra pass, yeah. and it doesn't always turn out. That's something that Westbrook does all the time. Westbrook yeah, always going yeah. for that extra extra move, and sometimes it doesn't always turn out. So you know, if this sticks with Zion, it could be a problem necessarily. It can, in his in his stats, it could be a problem, but in yeah. the game, like Westbrook was still putting up triple doubles. Exactly. So yeah. Zion could still like. Could you maybe argue that that's well. the similar like uh, situation to James Harden where we were talking earlier on in the season where he's. Um, missing so many shots but at the same time he's leading the league in scoring yeah yeah basically like, you yeah. can't deny that he's a fantastic scorer but early on he did have struggles especially oh yeah there was deep. a there was a week where I mean it was quite diabolical oh, if we yeah. put it lightly um, I mean obviously he's a great player I don't want to disrespect oh, him no. of course but um, yeah I mean it was a poor week from him but um, yeah no I understand like Obviously, teams and players going to have poor weeks in terms of, uh, well, individuals are going to have poor weeks in terms of their stats, um, like turnovers and missed shots, etc. Um, but maybe it's just something that Zion needs to iron out a little bit. Mm. Maybe yeah, there, there are definitely more like um, more options for him that he hasn't seen yet. He doesn't quite see the full picture yeah, as we yeah. first thought he does. Yeah, you can't deny his scoring ability. Like that's unreal. Getting to the rim. Eventually, I think teams are going to start working him out a little bit. Of you can give him room from three. The chances are, yeah, not, not too likely. much room, but because he can still hit them. But well, he hit, he hit four in his first game. Four in his first game, and then he went about six games without even hitting one, I believe. So it was kind of a bit like you see that he can do it, but if he can do it on a regular basis. If he if he expands his range, then he's gonna. The, I mean, it's almost impossible to stop him. The stat is like he said, it says that he's the first teenager to put up twenty plus points in ten straight games. I mean, if he's putting up this, if he's doing this consistently, right? Like he's literally came into the league how like last month. Yeah. So if he's doing this already, imagine when he starts getting basketball IQ. Exactly, imagine yeah. when he starts getting you know chemistry with his team, and you know everything just starts to build and he gets comfortable in the league. I mean, he's already comfortable, but you know. Oh, yeah. Like imagine if everything just starts building up, he'll be he's gonna be a problem. Oh, yeah, and definitely. even Bron said that he was like, oh, the league's in good hands with you know Jason Tatum, Zion, um, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, all of them. Like, yeah, they're superstars in a way anyway. Because they're making waves over here as well. Yeah, yeah even definitely. in a, I think the country's kind of growing as basketball fans quite uh, quite quickly. I'd say because like, yeah, definitely Sky Sports putting on more games earlier on in the day. Yes, yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. making up make it like usually it would be the they choose the big games yeah, that would often usually. be in like one o'clocks of Western Conference. Yeah, but they're now putting on a lot of Eastern Conference games, which means there's basketball coverage earlier yeah, on. Yeah. And yeah. I remember watching the Atlanta Hawks a few weeks ago on Sky Sports quite early on. I think it was about seven o'clock, maybe. Yeah, Trey Young again had a great game. Um, but yeah, the league's in great hands and. Mm. These are superstars in a way that even people in well across the globe now know as superstars. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'd, I'd go as far as arguing Zion's already 
a superstar in his own respect. Definitely. Because of the reputation as well, really. Exactly. A player like that that has that much reputation and that much skill, he just straight away comes in as a superstar. Before before he got to the league, before he even got to college, he was a superstar. Like once he when he got into um Duke every single person knew that he was not going to stay there more than one year and the fact that he even kind of insinuated that he might stay I was just like yo you're not going to stay <laughs> like yeah, yeah. You're, you're already an NBA player <laughs> like you might as well just like and it was just crazy when all of that was happening don't you find that whole like high school college sport life all surreal because when you come to the university we're all at there's no like hype around no one really goes to watch games Mm. No yeah. one's like traveling to watch the football, the basketball team, or the even the American football team that we have, which is probably our most successful team. Very little people will go and travel or turn up to watch the game. Yeah, it's yeah. so surreal to go across the pond into America where they all do it. Sports in America is the bit like sports in America is the biggest in the world. Like nobody takes sports seriously like Americans do. Yeah. Like at least maybe in maybe in England you can say, okay, they take football seriously. Like um you'll go like let's say if your team's losing or if your team's playing in Europe, a lot of the fans will go to Europe and watch the game. Yeah, yeah. Or if your team is playing right as a rival game, they'll go to watch the game. But that's just with football. Like it's not around all sports. In America the top the top four main sports, you know, um baseball, basketball, American football Okay, three. I don't know the fourth one, but yeah. there's another. There's another one. They will like they're committed in every single one. Hockey, is it ice hockey? Ice hockey's pretty big over there as well. Yeah, ice hockey. Yeah, it's kind of I think it's ice hockey. Yeah. It's, a, it's a northern thing. Then. NHL. Hockey, NHL. Yeah. It's a northern thing as well. But still, like, it's just crazy how how somebody has how one country can you know be so committed to this thing? Because I mean, like, if you look at college players, they don't get paid for what they're doing. No. And you know, people are saying that they should get paid, but it's not really like. Whether they got paid or not, they'll still put their whole heart into it. Do exactly, you mean college yeah. basketball players? Yeah. Which is crazy because of the amount of money that college basketball must turn over for like so ESPN much. and yeah, so stuff much. like that. March Madness. March Madness is yeah. yeah. now. That will make so much money for March them. Madness is definitely like the biggest, like I think at one point, at, like let's say the Final Four, March yeah. Madness, bigger than the NBA. Definitely oh, yeah. bigger than the NBA. That's when NBA starts to cool down because it's getting to playoff time. Yeah, yeah. So Final Four, March Madness, maybe even, even, maybe even Sweet 16, like it's... It's big and they get money out of it, yeah. But the players get none, but they still put their whole heart and soul into it. Like, sports in America is just huge, it's just huge. Are they televising March Madness much in UK? I don't think they might it, be on um BT Sport, it'll be on BT Sport because they do a lot of college, they have a lot of it in BT Sport as a yeah, because we, we have BT Sport ESPN, yeah, don't we? Yeah, 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 which will be on. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be watching March Madness over. The next month or so, yeah, games month or so. On it. It's only it's March Madness for a reason. Yeah. I say month or so. The games are usually <laughs> on at a decent time as well, so you don't have to like stay up late to watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're usually yeah. good times. I watched March Madness. Um, was it last year? Oh no, 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 I wasn't here last year. But yeah, no, March Madness is definitely um, something that, especially now coming into the draft as well, people should start watching, or like you know get to watch because somebody like Golden State. We're gonna be, we're gonna get a good pick. Yes. Yeah. So we need to start watching. Like I, me personally, I need to start watching March Madness to see like who we could pick and like who, like what the players are like. It'll be it'll be nice to watch. It's quite yeah, good because it kind of like makes the average sofa um, fan like not calling us sofa fans because in the UK that is quite it's quite negative connotations with being called a sofa fan. Yeah, but we are yeah. we're sofa fans because obviously we live in the uh, UK. Yeah, yeah, so we yeah. can't um, go out to see them. But yeah. like, it's kind of cool because it gives the average sofa fan, which there are a lot of, 
um, the ability to become a scout in a way. Basically, yeah, 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 you, yeah. you do start analysing things in ways that you don't do for other sports. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's move on anyway to the race for the playoffs. We'll, we've mentioned March Madness, um, how that's kind of like the biggest event until the playoffs. Um, but the race for the playoffs is getting quite intense and that will still be a big thing for especially fans of the teams that are in the race still. Um Especially, let, we we started talking about the Pelicans. Um, let's continue. The Pelicans are gaining ground on the Grizzlies. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll go on to the Grizzlies first. But one of the reasons I think the Pelicans have been far better this year, and a lot of people have said this, um, far better this like this calendar year. Uh, Brandon Ingram has really turned up. Like, let's ignore Zion for a minute. Brandon Ingram mm. has been exceptional. Oh, yeah. Throughout the whole season, really, he's yeah. just been turning up. So you can kind of say, really, on the run, he's been a lot more important to them than Zion. Zion's return has given him a helping hand yeah. in taking them where they need to go. But when you look at the side that the Pelicans have, with Ingram, Lonzo, Zion, Drew Holiday, and you know a few others around, that, to me, I think that's ready to make the playoffs now. Yeah, really. they, they, they are ready. I mean, I don't know how far they'll go, but at least to make the playoffs, they're definitely ready. Yeah. And, you know, they have, like you said, Ingram, and then they have Drew Holiday as well, and then they have Lonzo and Zahn. And, I mean, the, the team is a, is a good team. Yeah. And it will be good for them to get this playoff experience now so that they can see what the playoffs are like and then start building towards it and working towards it again for next season so then they can go even further in the playoffs. So, like, it's definitely, if they get this playoff experience now, it'll be perfect for people like Zion, perfect for um, Lonzo, and then obviously, like, Ingram and... Um, Drew Holiday, they've already had the experience, I think. No, Ingram actually hasn't. Ingram hasn't. No, Ingram Drew, hasn't. Drew's had. Yeah. Good ex- well, I say good experience. He's been there. And he's been there. Yeah. He's qualified. Yeah. yeah. So um, many people are calling for Brandon Ingram to actually be given the most impl- improved player award, which was uh, given to Siakam last year. Mm. Um, there, there are a few close like people towards Ingram. I think Ingram's definitely the favourite, but uh, you've got Bam Adebayo. Who's had a good season as well? Yeah, um, huge season. But he, he just got the um, call up for the All Star game, which was big for him. Um, I think he's second favorite. And then you've obviously got players like Fred Fred Van Fleet. So that's, I always struggle with that <laughs> name because it, I know I'll tell you what it is. It's because like you know in like Holland where they have like Van, yeah, like you know like, like Van Dyke. Um, yeah, yeah, or Van Persie. Van Persie, yeah. You always think there's going to be a pause, but there's no pause in Van Vliet, which makes it really like difficult to say. <laughs> yeah, it's just Fred Van Vliet. It's like me saying that now is easy. <laughs> yeah. but when I when I have to like not think about it and just say it, struggle with it. But um, yeah, Fred Van Vliet, I even struggle with that again. <laughs> um, he he's up there as well. We've got plenty of players. Shy Gilgis Alexander as well. He's um, really good this year. What do you guys What do you guys think? Where are your stance on the most improved player? I don't think Van Vliet is a is as much as a contender as somebody compared to like Adebayo or. Um, Ingram because Van Fleet showed us he can do it in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. The playoffs, pro- he proved to us, he proved yeah. to the whole of the NBA that, yo, I am in this league too. Like, I'm a great player too. So, I mean, he's improved a lot, but like this particular season, like 2019, 2020, he hasn't done much different from that playoff yeah. last yeah. year. So, yeah. I'm like, I mean, he could toward, towards the end of the season and then playoffs, he showed it. 
So I'm like, okay, cool. We already knew before we got to this. Before we got to the season, we already knew. So somebody like Ingram and Ad- like Bam Adebayo, I was I, like I barely knew Such who that was. Such a good name as well. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Bam, Bam. <laughs> but yeah, like him, like somebody like him, he's come in, he's shown out, he's helped his team so much. He made the All Star game. I'm like, yo, he deserves it. Brandon Ingram definitely deserves it. His team, he's almost he's like the core of his team right now in a sense. Like them two deserve it. Van Fleet. Mm, I, I can see why. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. But I don't think mm, he's a step below that. Yeah, really. yeah. You think maybe it's because um, last year, m- maybe he was a contender for it last year instead of this year would have been a stronger shout because yeah. of obviously he didn't have the most impressive normal season, but the playoffs obviously was yeah, exceptional. Was yeah. Good. So maybe still people still have that in their heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, other players like Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander. Is it Shy or Shea? I'm not really sure. I, I have think no idea. some will call him Shay, some call him Shy. Yeah, I, I struggle with that because I, I was literally like listening to um, a commentator say his name, Shay, and then I'm pretty sure on 2K a few weeks ago there was like a feature and they mentioned Shy. Yeah. So I have no idea. I I would say it's it looks like Shay. You have <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. have to wait. What something <laughs> like have to that. Talk to him in person. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait till he says it himself. Because yeah, like definitely. some some people like who is it um the Chelsea the Chelsea um owner Abramovich yeah everybody was butchering his name and then he had to stop and say everybody make sure you say my name right it is yeah, Abramovich yeah. that kind of thing so just yeah. wait for sometimes him to say like he, he I reckon Gilgis Alexander has definitely said his own name but people have just forgot oh one hundred percent because that happens all the time in sport that that will happen literally every every sport you you watch like rugby there's the Vanipola brothers. Um, they used to be called Vanipola or Vanipola <laughs> or Vunipola. Yeah. It's Vunipola. Um, and even after they said it's Vunipola, people kept on calling them Still different names. So, you know, it's one of the, those ones. But Gilgis Alexander, nevertheless, we went on a big sidetrack there. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal, though, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah, we've we done, have to do the amount of times we've yeah. done that. Uh, I remember a few weeks ago, we were like looking at um, the tallest people in the world for a while, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's Alexander. That was controversial as hell, that was. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gilgis Alexander, would you would you think of him and his uh, chances? He's been fantastic, really, because you take him out and I don't think OKC make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, you've got yeah. Chris Paul... But Chris Paul can't do it on his own, really. Stephen Adams has been Stephen Adams as, as he is every By the year. way, Stephen Adams is my most... He, I think I've mentioned this before, but he's the player I hate the most to come up against on NBA 2K <laughs> because he just blocks everything. No, mine is still Dante Exum. Dante Exum. Oh, yeah, yeah, but that's more of like a... That's a more of a personal thing because he got personal. Rivalry. Yeah, he, he gets personal, Dante Exum. I'm actually just yeah. going to... There we go. That's better. I just realised I'm not. I'm looking at you and not my mic, so now it sounds a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Don't take exit. That's a personal thing. But Stephen Adams, he's just a pain in my backside. Oh, yeah. He just stands in the paint. He doesn't do anything. He else. just doesn't he's do just, anything. Yeah. He's just big. He's like Aquaman. He looks like Aquaman. Yeah, he does. Just like a lot more big and a lot more scary. Mm. If I was running at him at real life and I could just see him standing there, I'd probably just passing the ball, just be like. I'm not going to deal with you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> just, just have it. Just go. <laughs> Do what you want. Sorry, uh, before we sidetracked, um, so other than Gilgius Alexander, Chris Paul and Aquaman, who do you think? <laughs> they, they, they've got a, a decent side. Gallinari's not bad. Yeah, I, I like Gallinari. I like Gallinari. But he's yeah. not like... He's not a standout player. He's not going to make a side ten times better like 
He's like one of the top role players. Yeah, yeah, that's probably in the NBA. Best way to describe him. Yeah, I, I don't think he like you know uh, is electric. I don't think he's a t- a part of any core yeah. team. I mean, he might yeah. be in the lower teams, but definitely the playoff teams. But he's a good role player. Yeah, yeah, for a playoff team. But I think you look at it, and if the Clippers don't win a ring. With Paul, with the with the trade with Paul George and that, then okay, so you have to claim, like that they clearly won the trade if the Clippers don't win anything, because they got what five picks out of it and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's already showing that he's probably going to be an All Star in the future, and then you've got a load of picks that could end up being All Stars themselves. So I, I I'd say that OKC without Shea would they'd probably still be on the border of it, yeah, of the playoffs, but they wouldn't be in it. Yeah. So, are you saying Gilgis Alexander is definitely like a a good contender? Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably been a couple better than him, but he's still up there. Yeah. I mean, I think still Bam Adebayo and um, obviously Brandon Ingram are definitely the two main ones. Yeah. But there's a lot of like a lot of people on the edge. Like a lot of people are even calling for Trey Young and Luka Doncic. I can see why, but they already had it. However, yeah. they have taken it to another level. Yeah, definitely. But I still think that they were already at a sufficient enough level. We're talking yeah. like, I mean, most improved From player is like players that are just... Nothing. Yeah. Something. Like Siakam last year, which is Basically. one of the biggest I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, anyway, let's go back to the playoff race. Um, and we can talk about the Grizzlies now for a little bit. So I bet that'll make you happy, Jake. Make just just to point happy. out, I didn't even clock. He's wearing a Grizzlies hoodie. I've got, I've got he, always just, that. he always wears that. He's I, just hyped. I was just, after the last two games, it was, it's got to come out. Hyped. If we'd have lost both of them, this wouldn't have been out for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember coming in to like, lecture for the first time and I was like... Um, every we we like paired up. We had to um, interview each other and um, see like ask what they like, what sports they like, what's their favourite team. And I got paired up with Jake, and he's wearing his like coat that he always wears. That, co- oh, that yeah, coat that, that you that still wear, coat. yeah. That I coat. still wear now. You had it zipped up in the middle of September, and I was like, "How the hell are you not like burning up?" <laughs> and we were interviewing each other, and we got to favourite sport, and you go, "Yeah, I'm a football fan, but I quite like basketball." Um, and I was like. Oh, he quite likes basketball. A lot of people just say they quite like basketball. So if I, I was very much in that category where I just quite like basketball through, throughout college, but I was getting more into it. Yeah. yeah. And then he takes his zip off and he's wearing a grizzly. I'm like, <laughs> I love you. It's the middle of September. I, I got my coat on. I've probably got exactly what I'm wearing right now in the middle of March. Yeah, that was, I think that's pretty, except maybe the shoes. I like the shoes, shoes though, job yeah. man. I like those shoes. you got nice crepes. Uh, yeah, yeah. definitely not bought by me. You, it's like the, um, you've got the white girl feelers. I've got the. Bro, I've been rocking nah, nah, these feelers. I, I've been I like these feelers. feelers. Yeah, they're yeah. so comfortable. And these these used to be quite nice that I'm wearing right now, but um, they got a bit dirty, so I need to um, I need to wash them. Yeah, they look a bit like a they look a bit like um, a zebra crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. To be fair, yeah. I mean, the good thing about it is like the um, the laces they're not glow in the dark but they're quite like reflective yeah yeah i like them anyway we, we're sidetracking again <laughs> i don't know what's going on today <laughs> is this a basketball podcast today <laughs> i don't even know i really don't know sometimes like, i struggle um to stay on track <clears throat> so about that. um yeah anyway so the grizzlies take it away uh it's been a bit of a rough patch for us we had the five defeats on the, on the trot 
two of them coming to Sacramento, which were bad losses, really. We needed to beat... I, I would have been fine losing at the at Sacramento and then beating them at home because, you know, you you even the series. You're, kind of, you're not letting them get too close to you. All of a sudden, they're three games out from us now. Yeah. But I was expecting the poor run to come because, obviously, Jaron Jackson's out. Dylan Brooks, not Dylan Brooks, Brendan Clark's out, Grayson Allen's out, and Justice Winslow's out. So there's four of your better players straight away that you're missing. Squad players as well. You've got squad players in there as well. Exactly, yeah. So you've got Jaron and Brandon that are probably two of your best players. Yep. Winslow, we haven't seen anything of yet, so we can't really say anything about him. And yeah. Grayson Allen's like. But he's still an better. option, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, literally. And Grayson's one of our best role players. Yeah. So you take them out of the equation and you're already. You're, on, you're, you're down to bare bones and there's players now that are playing that I've never heard of yeah. like, that are coming into the squad but they've kind of they lost kind of their intensity for a couple games and that's when we were getting blown out by everyone and that's what even who was it that said it one of the fans that was saying it's a Jamarant they said that he lost the fire or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. That he, he, they said that after I think it was the defeat to um, Sacramento yeah. and then the next game he came out and put up 27 and 20, 40 yeah. it was like against the Lakers out, out, win against yeah. the Lakers which and was then, a huge win let's let's just yeah. quickly go on to that because um, a lot of us have had the conversation who has more potential the Pelicans or the Grizzlies um, who's better the Pelicans or the Grizzlies and who's going to make the play- playoffs Pelicans or the Grizzlies or any of the other teams and um, Pelicans couldn't beat the Lakers without AD yeah. but you could beat the Lakers with AD and yeah. LeBron I'd say the, the only one thing like yeah they had AD and LeBron the only one thing that goes against the Lakers is they were playing on a back to back both games away from home Yeah. so it's a bit like oh, wait was the yeah it was away wasn't it was the final game against the Pelicans was that in New Orleans or was that in Los Angeles the last game they played against mm, New Orleans yeah it was in New Orleans it was in New Orleans yeah. so you know you're having to fly from Los Angeles to Memphis, Memphis to New Orleans. So, you know, there's a lot of travelling involved. You played a pretty intense game against the Grizzlies. Yeah, you got blown out, but LeBron still played 25-plus minutes. AD didn't play loads, but he's on game management at the minute. Yeah. Um, and then you're having to go to New Orleans, who are a side filled with confidence at the minute. So that's going to be yep. an intense game. Which it was. It was It was very intense. Very. It went to the wire, and then it was quite comfortable in the final I personally think... Moments. I know we played really well against the Lakers, but I do kind of think that the Lakers did kind of throw the game as well because I think in the first round they'd prefer to face us than they would New Orleans because I think New yeah. Orleans right now has a bit more talent than us if you put it all together. Yeah, Whereas I think ours, you have talent, more yeah. stars, yeah. I would say. You'd have, yeah. you have that one... You have one start and then you have a lot more role, role players yeah, than yeah. the Pelicans who have like Zion, Drew... Brandon Ingram, yeah, and then of course Lonzo. Derek yeah. Favors is a good centre yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say he's better than Jonas Valanciunas. No, jo- Jonas is he's class. He's, he's, he's really good. I I think he's a shout for most improved player. He's I think he's a shout for one of the most underrated players. In the underrated, league. I would say yeah. underrated because Jonas Valanciunas in in Raptors was a force. He was yeah. a force in Raptors. No one so. really noticed it, and now now that he's kind of on a side where there's not really that many great players, yeah. people are starting to notice. Okay, this this guy's actually. Very good. Yeah, he's, not, he's good. He's, he's been really crazy. Good. He's had a yeah. good season. Yeah, he has, yeah. He's, he's one of the main reasons we are where we are. You also beat the Hawks, um, which is, I mean, the Hawks by no means the greatest team in the oh, league, no. but they do have Trey Young, who often puts out oh, yeah. 50 points a game standard. You kept him quite quiet, didn't you? <coughs> yeah, we did last night. He uh, didn't have his. He didn't have his best of games, but it was one of them that no one for like the first half for the first half especially really 
showed out at all. Yeah, you were showing you were showing David highlights, weren't oh, you? And was, you were just like, what's going on? It, it was, was it looks like a pickup game in in staffs. Oh, it was, <laughs> oh, it was really? yeah. horrendous. Everyone was missing ev- like any open dunk, everyone was missing it. Oh, any no. open layup, they were missing it. But Trey Trey Young, he was like three for fifteen at, at the at the end of the half from the field. But he only got he got like 15, 18 points or whatever through the free throw line. We we fouled him too much, so he still got his points up. Yeah, but it was one of them nights that from the field he was struggling, and that was the reason really why they got blown out. But they were missing a few of their best players as well, so it was one of them that we had to win that game. If we didn't win that, then I'd I'd count us out of the playoff race. I know we're eighth at the minute, but if you lose that and without running. There's yeah, not a chance that it's it's important you pick up all the wins you yeah exactly. realistically can get. Well, I mean every every game is a winnable game in the NBA. We oh, all yeah. know that. Yeah, but um, I mean it's important you can get all the wins that you can where you're expected to win. Exactly. Um, moving on to the Trailblazers, we'll get your opinion on the end after we got through the Trailblazers and the Kings. But the Trailblazers have dropped W's massive. They, they've uh, dropped. They've got L's basically. They've yeah. just taken a fat L over last week um, multiple L's actually the Celtics the Pacers and the Hawks all beat them big win from the Hawks against the Trailblazers that's probably the pick of the bunch I would say yeah, yeah. that was the one you wouldn't expect Yeah, you'd kind of expect the Celtics to do them and the Pacers could go either way both of them are pretty good sides yeah they're they're both good sides I mean Celtics I'd expect and the Pacers yeah I, I would probably say Pacers yeah. maybe Maybe in the form they've been in, probably the favourites, but yeah. the Trailblazers needed to win that. Yeah, they did. Um, and I, I can see them just slowly, slowly dropping out yeah. of the race. I, um, it feels wrong with Damian Lillard not making you the can't, playoffs. Yeah. You can't so, rule them out. That's the you thing. You can't rule them out. You can't rule them out. I mean, they're, they're the only one off playoff seed right now, and their win percentage is better than... New Orleans, even though they've lost more, they've won more, but they've lo- they've lost one more but and won one more. What would what would their win so. percentage be since Zionist came into the league compared to New Orleans? I I would say it's yeah a lot in favor of New Orleans. Yeah, and I, mean, I would say yeah. New Orleans probably have a better win percentage than I'd say about three of the teams that are currently in the playoff uh, seeds. They, yeah, I'd say so. We if you I mean, think from January early on the. The Grizzlies went, I think, through January. They were 11-4, and four, and then through February they got a winning record. The Pels have gone through a winning record since January. So, and I think theirs is slightly better than the Grizzlies. So te- the, the teams at the bottom end of the playoffs are really starting to pick up a bit now. Yeah. And that's what that's what's made the race so interesting. Yeah, the Kings are on the rise. You just well. don't even know where it's going. And let's move no. on to the Kings, actually, because the Kings actually... Secured two very impressive wins. Um, they also beat you before, but we'll talk yeah. about their last two wins. Um, one of them against you as well, um, the Grizzlies, and the Detroit Pistons. Um, I mean, you'd expect them to beat Detroit Pistons, even with Blake Griffin. I mean, yeah. Blake Griffin needs to go. Oh, he does. Yeah, Blake <laughs> I mean, he's the face. He's the face of Detroit. Yeah, he's the. He needs to just. Get out of there! It's, yeah. it's like oh, a yeah. toxic environment at the Pistons. It's yeah, just, literally. It, I mean, it's just not fun to watch them. When you consider either. what they gave up for Andre Drummond, they literally gave away nothing for him. Yeah. Or they literally took nothing too to yeah. get rid of Andre Drummond, and he's a very good center. Well, teams he's should just come in for offers with Blake Griffin as as low as they can really think that it's maybe acceptable. Because yeah. I don't really think. 
the the pistons know what they're doing I don't think yeah there, there's no real there. process to that and like like you say about Andre Drummond I mean pretty much every year he leads in like rebounds and stuff yeah, like that exactly. um, and you know he's a force to be reckoned with and Detroit lost a very very good important player and they can't just rely on Blake Griffin who's no I'd say he's like a he's a star oh he is but yeah. he's definitely in the lower end of the star category yeah I feel like since he left Clippers he's just lost that you know that drive that force I mean yeah, maybe yeah. maybe the first season and maybe first season and a half he had still had it but like now he's just lost it like he's not he's not feeling anymore no, he's not feeling yeah. the league he's not feeling the game he's not feeling playoffs he's just playing I mean he's not just he enjoys the game but he's yeah. not enjoying the league itself like would you say that's down experience. to the team that he's in possibly yeah I'd, I'd say it's probably having a, a, a bit of an effect yeah yeah, because I mean, going from a team with DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan and CB3, yeah, to you know the Pistons with what Reggie Jackson and yeah, and, yeah. next to nothing. So you would expect the Kings to win that, um, and they also beat you, which I wouldn't expect them to beat you. Um, yeah. They back in the race, and do you see them getting any closer? Do you see them making it even more interesting in the coming weeks? I'd say so. Yeah, I think they will because they've just got a bit of momentum behind them now. Now that they've got that momentum, they'll they'll be playing with such confidence that they'll probably maybe pick up a few wins that you wouldn't expect. It's just whether they can com- can continue at the level they're playing at. But I, th- I think all four teams really that you mentioned, Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento and Portland, are all still in with a very big shout. Yeah. I think Sacramento as well have a good all-round players because, like, they... I mean, not necessarily all of their players are top class, but all of their players are involved in one way or the other. Like, if you look at the game against OKC, they lost, but every player... Not every player, apart from Corey Joseph, every starter plus sixth man and seventh man put up double digits. Yeah. So that's still good. Yeah. And if you can get that consistently... And and who wasn't playing? I think it was Buddy Hill. No, Devin Fox wasn't even playing. Yeah. So if you get that consistently, you can you you'll still have a good shot in, the, in making making the playoffs. They've come under the radar bar. Ra- the, uh, the radar bar. <laughs> the radar bar. They've cut. I I'm struggling. I've, I've been drinking this Fanta, and this Fanta's been disrupting my speech. Um, even after I finished drinking it, it's just put me off. Um, they've come under the radar. That's what I was trying to say. They've come under honestly this day. They've come under the radar this year. Um, I'd say I was not expecting them to be in the race this close towards the end of the season. Nah. They've got some good players, like you say, um, but maybe this is like a surprise season for them if they get playoffs. Like definitely, yeah. I I feel like they'd be happy with a ninth or a tenth, yeah, and I, then a playoff push next year. I but if they get they playoffs, are. this is a huge success yeah. for them. I think they're one player away from being a very good side. You've got Jaron Fox and Buddy Heald as like your backcourt that if you can keep them two together, it's going to be a dangerous backcourt. Very, yeah. very dangerous. And if you just get someone in the front court that's a, a very high quality player, like if they'd maybe been the side that had traded for Clint Capella instead of Atlanta, then maybe you could have seen Sacramento just climbing into yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. But it's going to be tight. Definitely, definitely. Um, Right, predictions. Who do you think is going to get that eighth place? Right now, this week. You can change it next week, depending on what's going on. Judging by events, I would say... Let's say, let's say, past few games, Pelicans. 
I'll take all bias out of it, and I will say Pelicans as well. <laughs> I think we're going to go for a clean sweep here because I'm also going to go Pelicans. Yeah. I, I just can't see them now with their like um, the form they've been in the basketball they play. It's just like yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I just don't. It's a mixture of I don't want to see it. Uh, no, I want to see it, and I don't want to imagine them not being in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I can't not see them being in the playoffs yeah. after watching the basketball they've been playing since the turn of the year. Um, let's move on now to the final few topics. We've got, uh, well, we've got a win from the Warriors. <laughs> so um, in the bag, <laughs> come on! Uh, and it was a, it was okay. It wasn't a blowout. Late but, I mean, it, was, it was a good. It was a good. But at the same time, though, <laughs> let's look at that. Look at that win. That win came in right before Steph is coming back. If we can get that without Steph, I mean, we can make the playoffs when Steph yeah, comes yeah. back. Yeah, playoffs. We can make the playoffs. Playoffs. That eighth seed. You know what? Put us in that race for the eighth seed. I'm saying Golden State. I changed my thing. Golden State. For yeah, the yeah. Place. Yep. Yeah. Golden State. Do you wanna like predict Arsenal to win the league as well? I like, mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. If it wasn't for Liverpool, I would actually say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, mate. Well, you've heard it here first. David thinks Golden State are back in the race. We're, back in the race. Uh, let's know what you think, actually. Yeah. Um, we'll put our Twitters in and stuff. Do you have a Twitter yet? I don't. What's going on? I don't know. I just don't like Twitter. Yeah, I feel like I feel like too much social media accounts is just bad. Like I have Snapchat and I've Insta. I like that actually. I'll put your Instagram. I'll link your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like the. Uh, I mean, I'm addicted to Twitter. Exactly. I don't oh, want to get amazing. addicted to it. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I'm just like you know. What, I, I'm just... I don't think I'm addicted in a bad way. I mean, I, I'm addicted in a good way because I use it for like my course, my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, so, yeah. if I need to like look at like yeah. like BBC Sports account or ESPN and all that kind of stuff, I'll, I'll look at it or like different like players and stuff definitely but I wouldn't like get my own well, account if you think Golden State don't have a chance then uh, message David yeah <laughs> <laughs> I will have a nice conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with some very strong words any um, any views and words being used by one of our uh, co-hosts or hosts um, <laughs> does not reflect any of us on the podcast <laughs> um, anyway let's move on to the final uh, the penultimate topic uh, let's go on to Paul Zingis and Janice winning Player of the Week, um, Players of the Week for this week. Um, the Mavericks, for a little while, looked like they were dropping in to the yeah. playoff race, even though they've, they, like, for a while, they looked like they secured it. Yeah, I mean, we were yeah. saying Luka Doncic for MVP for a while, until obviously the Bucks came and just blew everything out stormed of the water it. and stormed away with it. Yeah. Um, and Janice is going to win it. Is going to win it. Yeah. Um, they they for a while looked like they were dropping into that race. Now they've picked it a little bit back up, and Bozingis is a big reason for their successful week. Yeah, Bozingis looks comfortable there now. Like I think he was looking okay at the start of the season, and he was looking good. But now he just looks like he's completely in his bag. And he knows they've exactly got a nice little wants. pair in there, haven't they? Oh um, yeah, Bozingis and uh, Doncic, who both yeah. have come from Europe. Both. Oh yeah, I think they both speak similar languages. Like pretty sort. I'm pretty sure Doncic is only like 21 or 20 and speaks about four languages. I think it's 21, yeah. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. And Porzingis is similar. He he speaks about four or five languages, I think, as well. Um, I mean, if I've got that wrong, I've definitely read that somewhere. Kobe spoke like 10 languages. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) I I can barely speak two. I can barely Which speak one. Which is good. Good for me. You can barely <laughs> speak one. I can barely speak one when I'm talking. Like, <laughs> so honestly, this podcast, brings out the <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brings out the worst in my speech. 
It's just yeah. when I'm talking, I'm like editing. I'm like, why did I say <laughs> that? I'm picking up on grammar mistakes when I'm editing. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, grammar not seeing myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Pazingis and Doncic have a nice little partnership and it's a good thing for Mavericks going forward. I mean, they're so far ahead. I mean, I, I see what you're saying with getting into that, you know, eighth seed spot race, but they're so far ahead. They're yeah, like, they're, they're, back, they're back to that level where they were before, but they're seventh. The seventh, the well, seventh. Yeah, what I was saying was they were like the Grizzlies were getting quite close yeah, to Mavericks we were, at one we were point, catching up. and then you had that five-game yeah. run. <laughs> They're now like seven games ahead of us and ten yeah. seven, of everyone yeah, else. So seven, it's kind of a bit seven. like. Games with right only now. 20 games left they're not they're not dropping yeah they're, they're not they're not dropping into that race they've definitely got it secured but Pozingis obviously had a very good week to secure it um, Janis there's not really much more to say player of the week am I surprised no not really no. is no. anyone surprised no, no. <laughs> like literally if 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 Giannis doesn't get MVP of the regular season something's wrong yeah because literally I remember there was I think it was during that you know whole Harden Westbrook like epidemic of like you know you have to have to to be able to get MVP the reason Harden got it over Westbrook was because Harden's team like you know did well yeah so they couldn't give it to Westbrook because you know his he did well but his team didn't do well so it wasn't good enough to bring up his team look at Giannis they are so far ahead in the east that there's no competition yeah literally and it's because of Giannis so if he doesn't get the MVP if you say oh LeBron should get MVP no he should not he should not as much as he's great he should not get the MVP Giannis should get it hands down because he's putting so much effort on that team Definitely. He's, he's put up so many points consistently he's carried he's carried he's carried yeah, the team yeah. he's there's the team. obviously like other good players in the Bucks but not players that are at the level to be like league leaders yeah they wouldn't be they're definitely I mean they'll be top three I would say they'll be top three at least yeah but they wouldn't be so far ahead first without Giannis like that's definitely yeah yeah, yeah. definitely um, let's get on to the final topic. Um, I was looking through like earlier on today, thinking about what can we talk about if we run out of time, uh, if we don't have enough t- like topics to talk about in the time that we have. Um, essentially, meaning I've butchered completely what I was trying to say, but I'm not going <laughs> to stop it. I'll, I'll start again. I'll start I, again. I've I was, done this so much. I was today. just looking at you like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I was looking at myself like, oh, right, okay. I'm not even going to stop it. I'm going to just start again, take a minute. I was looking earlier on today, looking at topics that we could talk about if we run out of topics um, to mention, and we've only got like 20 minutes recorded. But we've actually got 42 minutes recorded. Um, I think that's one of the things I was stumbling at. I was watching the seconds go on by and I'm like getting lost watching them. Anyway, <laughs> um, I was looking at the league leaders, which we haven't spoke about uh, too much this year. Oh, my God. I've, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't spoke about too much this podcast. I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too tired. <laughs> this is. I'm going to have a breakdown in a minute. Uh, we haven't spoke about it too much this podcast. And I was going to mentioned the league leaders when we had David F here but I'm going to mention it now because I didn't want to trigger him because I just want to point out Hassan Whiteside has had a great season <laughs> I mean as much as we hate on him he's had a good season he's had, he's had a, a good season good he's like well not we, not we David F but yeah oh yeah I mean David F hates on him like I, I quite <laughs> like to bring it out of him but um, oh, yeah. yeah it's great but David F David F is leading the league in blocks. <laughs> I'm struggling. Hassan Whiteside is leading the league in blocks, which is big. Wasn't yeah. expecting him. Uh, I think it's low 
Brooke Lopez second? Brooke Lopez, yeah. And then um, rebounds, it would be Andre Drummond, which it is pretty much every year. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Hassan Whiteside is following up closely behind him. So Hassan Whiteside is actually having a good season. Yeah, he is. Yeah, which is I just I don't know. Like, do you know when somebody talks about somebody bad so much, you have a bad idea in their head. And that's what David. Yeah, it's like he's corrupted. By, <laughs> he's corrupted. Yeah, yeah, he's corrupted. He's kind of brainwashed us a little bit. Loki, I'm, I'm looking at him thinking, you know what, Hassan Whiteside is a good player. I'd take him. Yeah, maybe. Like, this is why I said it. Golden State would take Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, yeah. we could take him and we could yeah. use him and we could win. With him, and then and then David F is laughing like you would it. <laughs> I mean, I'd take the player that's got the most blocks in the league, second most rebounds in the league, and that's exactly what we for need. a center. I reckon yeah. Hassan's been listening to this podcast, Fair. hearing what he David's been saying. And most been improved like, right, player. That's it. I've got to prove him wrong. Got to turn up. <laughs> yeah. Got to Mo- do a Fred Flan- Van 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 Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad someone else did that <laughs> because otherwise it would just be an episode of me screwing up. <laughs> I, honestly, I've done it a few times this episode. It's, it's really hard to host. You guys need to try it out one episode. I want right. to put you guys in the, in the driving seat one episode, see how you do. Okay. You're both confident. I don't like that. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it's just me. Probably it's just me, to be honest. Anyway, that is the end of the episode. A very stressful episode for me. <laughs> um, and... We will be back next week with a full studio. David F will be back next week. Um, so back to plenty of editing for me um, and get rid of getting rid of swear words. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to get a swear jar in here. That's going to be like... Um, the, one of the reasons we haven't actually filmed again since we did that one week is literally just because we don't have too much time at the minute. But it is something that we are looking on yeah. getting other people involved in doing because there are people that we know that will edit it for us while we're doing other things. Um, So that's something that we're going to work on over the next few weeks. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow all our socials. I'll put them down in the descriptions. And um, we'll see you again next week.